Hey friends, I'm Ash. I'm Elle. We are Lobby Cosplay. This is Shenanigans Cosplayers Say. Yes, this is an actual episode. Oh, that's weird. <coughs> stop it. I can't. I can't stop. I'm on week five of whatever this is. It's not COVID. It is literally the cold that will not end. This is the cold that doesn't end. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to assume that I caught, like, something else in this process, but, like, yeah, I, let's just say I'm very glad we record on separate, uh, tracks because I'm going to cough a lot through this, like, entire thing, but we've gotten to the point where I'm like, all right, this isn't gonna be 100% gone anytime soon, so we probably need to just work through it. I went from sore throat to moderate cough, to horrible death cough, to this cough I have now and congestion. So hopefully we're almost done. I don't have pneumonia. I don't have strep. I had like literally every test done. Not COVID. Just the cold that will not end. And apparently I'm not alone. Other people have been like, oh yeah, I've had this thing that's been like three weeks long. So it's not... I'm wearing a mask at work, like, don't know, I'm going to wear a mask at work for the foreseeable future because I really don't want COVID on top of this. And I'm sure if any of you know anyone from Dragon Con, you've probably seen the, like, abundance of stories of everyone getting COVID at Dragon Con. So it's definitely out there right now. And I work with children who have gone back to school, which is a germ factory. Hopefully I am on my way out of this. Um, unfortunately, I was supposed to be at Animate in Des Moines this weekend, and I am obviously not there because I am still sick. Kind of bummed. Had some friends to hang out with. It's going to enter their cosplay contest with Harley because they're giving out $1,000. Can't do any of that now because I'm still sick. I sent Pepsi, Betsy Bo Peep in my stead. <laughs> To report back, um, they gave us some badges so we could kind of report back on the convention. And I'm unfortunately unable to be there. So Betsy is going to give me the down low. And then I will let you guys know a little bit about Animate when I hear back from some of our friends that are there. Are there? Go say hi to Ganoza Costuming. She's hanging out in the dealer's room. And uh, Remy as well, who is with us at FunkCon is also there in the dealer's room. But yeah, um, I am feeling the crunch of con right now because um, I have, we have possibly a lot of things happening in the next like eight to nine weeks. And I have been able to prepare for zero of them because I have been sick. Stop dying. I mean, what a great time to decide to try to do a performance involving things I've never done before. And I have not been able to rehearse any of it because I have been sick. Because if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. I am regretting not recording all of the audio that I need for the next like three months back in August when I wasn't sick. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yep. So uh, ideally this will clear up. Luckily the one I need doesn't involve singing. The other one does, so... We'll just record a okay recording for rehearsal, and then I'll just keep recording until I get a good one for the other thing that we need that we're not allowed to announce yet. 
So we also are not shooting Steed and Blackbeard in a mansion because um, Steed's not close to being done yet either. So we're going to uh, not do that yet either. Can you tell I'm a little annoyed by all the rescheduling and reorganizing of things we've had to do because of this lovely sickness that I keep having to have? You're not down with the sickness? No. So is Cars still number one or is it Paw Patrol? No, it's definitely Cars. It's still Cars. Okay. It's still Cars. We're doing Cars for Halloween this year too. So um, We also need to make Cars costumes. <laughs> Because so, yeah. would be adorable. Um, Can I just I, run around saying ka chow? <laughs> I just want to be Lightning McQueen and run around saying ka Yes. Well, I think we decided that we're going to be uh, Doc Hudson, Lightning McQueen, and Cruz Mermeras. So, um, Cute. So, yes, if you want to be Lightning McQueen also, I, I, I will already have a costume that will go with it. <laughs> I do want to be Lightning McQueen. So, we can have two so Lightning McQueen. But yeah. Um, those would be fun. Good times. They would be comfy. Yes. I mean, because they're just They're just the, coveralls. you'd make the, yeah, the coverall suits. And... Um, Amazon is all I'm saying. <laughs> Said, I'm not selling mine. Amazon. <laughs> oh, right. And then you just get the patches from somewhere. And then you just, yeah. I'm just using details. HTV for most of it. Oh, there you Halloween go. Costume, so. um, yes, I want, I want a Lightning McQueen costume, please. And thank you. Yeah. Um. Also, how cute would that photo shoot be? Can we go to a track? I feel like we can <clears throat> totally find one. I bet we could even find some cool cars to get a picture sticker with. We have to um, go to a car yes. show in those costumes. We do costumes. need to go to a car show in those costumes. Yes, that. That's what we need in our lives. Yeah. I mean, we should also go to a track, but <clears throat> we should. Also... But we should also go to a car show dressed car as shows. the cars from Cars. cars. <laughs> yes. And we'd be adorable. This is a great plan. This is a great plan. This should be a plan that happens. Yes. This is a great I... plan. Along with more Barbie shenanigans. Um, all the Barbie shenanigans. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. A couple weekends ago, we were at Planet Funkon in Davenport, Iowa. True story. It's uh. true story. So Planet Funkon is a small Comic-Con in what's called the Quad Cities. And they hold it at the River Center, which is in downtown Davenport. So us, along with quite a few other people, were cosplay and entertainment guests for this convention. This was also our first official time boothing. And I have feelings about boothing. Yeah. They call it a comic, the the premier comic and entertainment convention is how they market it. So yeah. Yeah, boothing. I told you it's it's I hate I, it. I, I used to do it. It's boring. <laughs> I hate it. It's a lot of work. I, I just want to. I want to be able to go talk to people and go do all the things. I don't like being stuck in one place. I hate it. I hate it. Which the thing was like, I didn't hate it when we were at the meet and greet in North, but I think the big difference was that was a lot busier. Um, possibly. You know, this being a smaller convention, you know, traffic wasn't you know consistent. But I think also part of it was hard was because, like, we're friends with a bunch of the other guests, but we weren't near any of them. Everybody was really far away, so we couldn't actually talk to anybody. Yeah, so in order to go chat with Ganoza or Celtic Honey or Mogshell or Outaline, we had to leave our booth. 
but then you leave your booth, which then prevents you from making any sales because you left your booth, which in this environment, I don't think that our products would have sold very well anyway. Contrary to this convention being local, it is not where our demographic is. Our listeners and our followers uh, don't really attend this convention. So our merchandise being very podcast and cosplay centric, this just wasn't the type of con for it. Like this isn't a cosplayer convention. So, you know, nobody wants a keychain with a glue gun that says emergency on it. There's cosplayers at the convention, but this is definitely not a cosplay convention. So we made a total of $5 in three days. So, you, you, and I know you guys have heard us mention before how, you know, be cautious about accepting a booth as payment. Now, in this case, we the booth was not our payment. We had additional payment for this convention. But this is why we say be cautious in accepting a booth as payment. Because if you were at this con and you were planning for the booth to pay for your food and your hotel and all of that, you might not have been able to do that. And it's one of those things, too, like certain business models lend towards where having a booth makes sense because you're selling a physical product. And if your entire purpose is going to be like retail and that's what your your product is that you have available for people um, or even like to a certain extent, I know I've seen some commissioners do booths also um because then they can actually do one-on-one consultations with people in person which helps for future business but if you're doing product sales then yes a retail format like a booth is great but otherwise if you're using it for quote-unquote exposure then you're not going to make money off of it like there has to be you don't just magically get a booth and make money I mean, so if you, colloquial you, are the type of person that, as part of your your model for making money, you sell things that you make or, like, art or things that you design or something that you made or even resell, prints, you know, slogans, keychains, whatever, whatever it happens to be that you have, if that is everything that you do and you're putting your heart and soul into then yes, having a place to be able to physically sell those is going to benefit you. But if you're not one of those people that already incorporates that into your business model, then the booth doesn't really do anything. I mean, it puts you in front of people, but talking to somebody doesn't get you dollars. Well, and I talked to some of the other cosplay guests and the things that sold were either pop culture items, so they weren't specific to the cosplayer. So like... um. Mogsha was selling 3D printed Barbie earrings. Um, Genoza was selling small magnet paintings of SpongeBob. Like those types of things sold and then spicy prints sold. Outside of that, everyone else was pretty much like, yeah, nothing sold. That's what sold in this environment, which makes sense for the type of convention it was. So we went into this going, we're not going to sell anything. Like we didn't gather our inventory for this specific convention because we knew that the demographic for this con wasn't going to be who was going to buy our merchandise if that makes sense but it is a cautionary table tale because a lot of conventions want to pay 
particularly cosplay guests with tables. So you need to be aware that that may not work. Because I had put something on Instagram, too, about being like, oh, we, you know, we sold $5 worth of stuff. I had a bunch of people message me going, yeah, I'll do a con in a lot and sell, like, you know, $50 worth of things. And I'm like, yeah, because what we're selling isn't what everyone's, like, looking for. So unless you're going to mix, like, pop culture fan art into what you're selling or you're selling spicy print prints, you might not sell anything. Well, and I think, too, the thing is, like, art, we're there as entertainers. Like, we provided merchandise because we've had people request merchandise it's not that we necessarily had like a product that we wanted to to make and then sell like when i used to do artist alleys years and years and years ago like i had no problem making you know my expenses back and then a little bit of profit on top of it when i was selling physical items but that was the business model was i was selling physical items i imagine people that went in there with the intention of you know, that's the entire reason why they're there is to to hustle and sell items. That's one thing. But if you have people there for other reasons who just happen to have a spot where they sit all day, that's not really going to do them any favors other than they get to talk to people. Or in Gnosis case, she had a place to paint. <laughs> well, and the items that sold were the items that weren't, you know, the quote-unquote mass-produced items. So, like, the individual tiny SpongeBob paintings, the 3D-printed earrings, like, you know, Artist Alley-style kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is fine, but I hadn't even considered bringing anything like that because I was too sick to care, <laughs> let's be perfectly honest. I just don't like so, boothing, so... <laughs> and I don't like boothing. I hate it. I hate... By Sunday, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't sit there anymore. There's a reason why I stopped doing artist alleys, and it's because it's boring. Like, even if you're making lots of sales and getting to talk to a lot of people, I just, if I'm going to go to a con, I want to enjoy being around everyone and not stuck in one spot. Well, I think the hard part for us, too, is boothing for expenses doesn't make sense for what we're typically hired for. Right. Um, Because we're typically not, we're going to have to hire an extra person to watch our booth because we're going to be too busy doing other things honestly the best deal we've ever had was what we had with north where we only had to do it for like a short period of time and then that was it and it's like if that was an option at conventions where it's like okay on this day you're gonna have a booth for six hours and then you never have to worry about this booth again i would be like that i want that or you're allowed to sell things during your shows sweet cool Because we're gone too much, but cons don't pay you enough to pay another person to sit at your booth. They just don't. Mm -hmm. They don't pay you enough to then pay someone to babysit a booth. Right. They'll be like, well, that's what we gave you the booth for. And we're like... But we don't make enough money off the... But we didn't want the booth. (laughs) You made us have the booth. Right. Like, we we don't want you to pay us with the booth. We want you to just pay us for our service. Ideally. Yes. Please and thank you. Now, we do have merch. And honestly, with what we were spending on, like, little things for giving out the show and stuff, this merch is actually going to be less expensive to use that than, you know, what we were using and whatnot. But, like, I would love, if that was a thing where you could have a booth only for a period of time, like, um, Holmat has that. Where it's like you can be in the cost, basically their version of cosplay meet and greet on Friday or Sunday. 
if you get accepted and you get a booth for like a six hour period because I don't want it the whole weekend. Right. I just want one for a short period of time. (laughs) But most conventions are very strict about their booths and it's like you need to be there from opening to closing and you have to have someone at your booth at all times and it's like, well, you don't pay me enough to pay someone to sit there. So. So how about, no thanks. And again, too busy. I am too busy doing all the other things that you want me to do. Well, and, and also with, like, if you're judging, a booth does you jack. You're not there. I think about some of the cons that we've judged where we literally started at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, when would I have had time to sit at a table and sell anything? I would have literally had to hire a person for the entire weekend. And because of the type of, it's not retail, like, the product and service is the person then having an assistant there doesn't do any good because because <laughs> the person is the product and having someone that's not that person is useless. I mean, it's only good if you're in an area where like you have fans of like, you know, say the podcast. And so people might still buy stuff even though you're not physically there. But other than that, no, it doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work. Yeah. But, but even lot- those people would rather see you than somebody that's booth sitting for you. (laughs) That was all the complaints that we got at North when we had to peace out at four and we came back and it was closed and people were pissed because they came to see us and we weren't there. And then they tried to come after six and we weren't there because they closed it. Like, it's like, sorry. Well, at the same time, I don't want a booth for three days at North. That sounds horrible. I don't want to sit a booth for three days at North. So it's like finding the happy... The happy medium. I'm not very pro taking a booth as payment, but it is very, very, very common. So just keep in mind that you're probably not going to be able to rely on that booth to make your expenses. But in our episode on guesting that we will close this season out with, we will talk to you about when a booth is valuable and when it's not. And for what type of cosplayers and entertainers it could be valuable for. And in what situations, even not selling things could end up being valuable. But it all depends on the con. And There's so many factors. So many factors. For this particular convention, being paid via booth would not have been practical. Yes. But luckily, we were not paid via booth. So it didn't matter. So I did a test wear of Gengar on Friday. Um, I wore Gengar for like 15 hours. And the wig was fine. Everything was fine. They're a, they're a sturdy costume, so that's good. I was impressed that the wig held up, honestly. Um, and that I was able to wear that for that long. I didn't start getting a wig headache till about hour, like, 12 or 13. Like, right before the burlesque show. Okay. Is when it started to bug me. Mm-hmm. And this is just a $50 Amazon lace front. It's nothing, nothing fancy. It's a very comfortable wig, so. But yeah, I mean, I didn't... Nope, no issues. Zero, zero things noticed with movement and or problems with costume, except that I'm debating whether or not I want to wear the boots with it. So that's what I have to figure out now. I don't know if I want to trade them out for like dance shoes instead, or if I want to wear the knee high boots with it. So it can go either way because his pants look a lot like Judar's, but I don't know. It was kind of originally designed to have the boots, but I may or may not need to do some movement in that costume at a later date that having knee-high boots might be restrictive what i want to do so i might need to buy some dance shoes and fancy them up yeah there's like a 
cross vibe between like a jester and like almost like a vampire look okay, to I, this costume. I could, I could see which, that in which my brains. A lot of sense for Gengar. That was kind of the go. Is it's this? It's the trickster Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But I also they give you that kind of vampire feel, so that's kind of what I was going for. I like it. Yeah, and I feel like the trickster vibe comes by a little bit more if I take the boots away because then it's the like oversized pants mm-hmm. so i just don't know how i want to do it but movement would be easier without the boots on so i just have to decide how i want um i think you need um pointy shoes i mean that's kind of what i was thinking but i need dance shoes in particular though so i still have time which means i can add fancy shoes if i want to so i might that is true just because i can also on friday you did a panel with our friend Dr. Wesselman I from did. Film Culture and WGLT Psychic Geeks. We did Wearing Your Fandom, which is a version of the cosplay self-expression and belonging panel that we will eventually do somewhere. But fortunately, every time I keep booking it for cons and I have to cancel it for like a conflict. So <laughs> um, we were going to do it at Fusion. Can't know. So uh, someday. Dr. Wesselman will have a video of that panel up in the future. I also helped with the burlesque show for the first time in forever on Friday night. So I was there what they called a tip kitten. So that's the person that runs around with the box and tries to gather the money that people are tipping for. So I did like a sexy Gengar, essentially. Um, I swapped out my poofy pants and my vest for leather shorts and... um, purple rhinestone fishnets and ran around and gathered money and it as worked. you do apparently I mean, it worked fine it worked yeah, it yeah. worked got it done they made a lot of money small but very involved audience so it was good because we used to work with betsy bo peep running a burlesque show quite a while ago so she was in charge of this one so i offered to help out with gathering the dollars for the show Bottoms Up Burlesque did a great job as always. And we got to see the premiere of Betsy Bo Peep's Bowser routine, which is kind of epic. I'm not going to lie. Is it peaches? Is it peaches? Oh, it is. It's so good. It's so good. good. It's more good, than good. peaches, though. It's so good. Yeah. So Pokemon had a, had a little impromptu planned sort of group with Mogshell, Adeline, and Remy D. So that was nice. Barbie Saturday was not planned, but it was totally a thing. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> Hi, Barbie. Yeah. Hi, Barbie. Yeah. Us, Ma, Mogshell, um, Izzy MS, Alice Berlin, lots of Barbies. So many Barbies. Yeah. There was a lot of chaos of, Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hi, Alan. <laughs> Everyone's like, Who's Alan? They all go to look. Mogshell is best Barbie. Yes, Mogshell was stereotypical Barbie, and she she was super precious. Definitely ran around and said hi, Barbie, to literally everyone. She does not break character. So uh, they had a haunted house there at the convention, and there was a zombie running around, and she kept yelling, hi, Ken. And the zombie kept trying to argue with her about whether or not he was Ken, but she does not break character. So she just kept going, hi, Ken. You're Ken. Hi, Ken. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> it was a great time. I I enjoyed. The the little kids in particular appreciated the hi Barbie. Oh my goodness. Um, they, they were, were so real cute. cute. 
we had a little girl that just kept doing it back to us on Sunday. Good. And she'd just go, hi, Barbie. And then we would go, hi, Barbie. Oh and my then she giggle. And then she would do it again. That makes me so happy. Um, yes. Now we're all scheming to do more Barbie. Because Barbie. Um, because Barbie. I know. Have you seen the photos of the the Barbie meetup at Dragon Con? <gasps> no. It's absurd. It's so I many cannot. people. I cannot. Wait, it now I need to find them. out of control. There are so many Barbies. Oh my god. Right? <laughs> oh my it's god. an absurd amount of people. I will find There's a so photo. Much I know um, Eddie B. Photos took a bunch. I'll go that's, see that's if we can I'm borrow on one right of his. Um, I'll message him and see if we can if we can post one of them oh my uh, with this goodness. episode. But it is absolutely <gasps> obscene how many Barbies there are in this photo. I love it. I know. I hope this Barbie thing never dies because it's great. It makes me so happy. I am 100% all about Barbie forever. I am all about all these Mojo Dojo Casa kins. Mojo Dojo Casa House. You don't There's need to say Casa There's quite a few in here too. Yes. Oh, and there's even some Ruth Handlers. That's awesome. Um, it's adorable, and I love I it. I love it. Yes. This is like the best photo shoot ever. Oh my right? God, there's so many people that just I keep know. going. It's absurd. This, if you've ever seen photos from Dragon Con, where they do it on the stairs, which is where they do a lot of their group pictures, they eat up the entire stairs. Like several rows of people sitting on the ground, and then there's like another stairwell and a balcony off to the side, and that's full of people too. And it's like, oh my it's goodness, just, I've never seen so many people. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, Barbie's just one of those universal things that people can just really get behind. So I love it. Oh my god, there's so many people. So we did um, the Malibu Barbie and Ken outfits. Well, you had more of a like a a um like an 80s windsuit oh my goodness yes <laughs> outfit right so i i had the i had the roller skating outfit on underneath of it but also for funsies i bought this like pink satin <laughs> like tracksuit set with like color blocking on it it was very 80s um it was also fairly comfortable and had pockets so well it was probably smart because it was freezing in the convention center. I know. I'm really glad that I brought it because I almost did it. And then I was like, oh, no, it's too cold for this. <laughs> like, I'm really I glad need... I brought leggings so I could put them on under my shorts because I was freezing. But yes, we we were Malibu, Barbie, and Ken for Saturday. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We went out to main stage. I hung out with Mogshella and Ganoza so we could talk about cosplay, as you do. And then contest. we judged the uh, cosplay contest. Yes. With Night Mage and Ganoza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mogshell helped MC along with their regular MC, Yoko2369. Um, Mogshell introduced everyone as either Barbie, Ken, or Alan. Yes. So before they would get on stage, she would ask them, Do you want to be Barbie, Ken, or Alan? Mm-hmm. Because Barbie thinks everyone is Barbie, Ken, or Alan. So it was really cute. <laughs> and then um, and then Josh would introduce them by what was actually on the paper. <laughs> what was on their card. Yes. Yes. So you, you can guess that the babies were uh, Alan. So <laughs> it was cute. It was, it was a good time. 
Yeah. Well, and then as a special treat for their impromptu intermission, um, Izzy MS official did Eye to Eye as Powerline from a Goofy movie. Yes! Um, if you want a sneak peek of that, James Marsden, um, Max's voice actor, was at the con as a guest and had Izzy do part of it at the booth and posted a video on his Instagram. Can I also say that he's just precious? Jason is precious. He he um is dating our booth neighbor. Remy. Oh, okay. So he would come by and stop by every once in a while. And it took me a little bit to figure out that's who that was. Gotcha. Because uh, <laughs> I'm not very good with um like voice actors and like I recognize their voices, but like not because you don't ever, you don't physically see them. Um, so it took me a bit. But um, they're a... Yep, and you can find him at... Now I have to find it. <laughs> Where his page went. He's Jason Marsden Official. Excellent. Jason Marsden Official. Yeah, no. It was it was a good time. <coughs> well, and then Saturday night, we did um, shit cosplayers say, but what was interesting was we did it for an audience primarily of non-cosplayers. Yes. Which is always, because that's kind of how C2 goes for us a lot of the time. It's like a half and half mm-hmm. at C2. But I would say most of this audience were not cosplayers. Um, and it was like two hours after the show floor closed. Yeah. And like almost an hour and a half after the cosplay contest. So we were very concerned that no one was going to come because it was so much later past when everything like already ended. But we actually had a pretty decent turnout. I was. It was a good time. We had a lot of fun with it. So we, we actually went over because they gave us permission to. And yeah. Because the crowd they were was just still like, into it. Well, there was supposed to be something after us that got canceled. Ah. Uh, yes. So they were kind of like. Because the audience was not ready to be done yet. Nope. And the con chair was sitting right there. And we were like, Marcus, do you want us to keep going or do you want us to stop? And he's like, no, keep going. I'm like, okay, cool. So we like Excellent. finished out most of the board and then when we could, cause we've gotten to the point where we can tell when the audience is, is done, we could kind of tell. That's why we really like an hour and a half for this. Cause it's usually like the perfect sweet spot, but we typically can only get an hour. Yeah. Fi- like 15 minutes is way too short for this show. Yeah. Most cons will only give you blocks of an hour or two hours though. Mm-hmm. So it can be kind of hard to get that like nice in between. Mm-hmm. Um, because two doing this for two hours, it's too long. But an hour is sometimes too short. So it's like that that hour and a half is like the nice sweet spot. We have wiggle room. You know, that usually doesn't work for most conventions way that so they do I'm their blocks. So what hearing is we need to always ask for two <coughs> and then do the hour and a half show and have 20 minutes of Q&A. <laughs> I think at certain conventions, like... Colossal Con North, that would be excellent because that's exactly what basically happened last time. Yeah. Because we finished our show in an hour and then had 45 minutes afterward. Yeah. And sometimes, it flo- depending on if there's anything in there after us, sometimes that's in the hallway. <laughs> so, then yeah. luckily it was, there was a, there was an hour gap because um, the band had to set up. Oh, so yes. it wasn't, we were off in the corner, so it wasn't like we weren't in their way. Yeah, it wasn't a problem um, for us to to hang no. out. So. so for at certain conventions, it makes sense to try to block two hours out. At other conventions, like at places that are like we're new to them, it wouldn't 
make sense. Um, so got to feel it out. But um, it was, I mean, because most of the people in this audience, we didn't know. So it they were just there because it was available and then everybody had a good time. So down. Um, well, and we briefly touched on the cosplay contest, but um, so we did have four awards that we gave out for the show. And that was fun. Um, so the third place went to Reina as Cyber Umi Sonata from Love Live School Idol Project. And the entire outfit was made out of duct tape. And it was so cute. Yeah, that was cute. Um, I loved how she did all the little pleats and everything. So that was... Um, our second place actually went to an original character. Um, it was Dakota as the Paladin Valinar. And he ended up doing some really cool work. But yeah, armor. Armor, head to toe. Um, all the sewing went into our first place, which was, it's cute because her name's actually Alice, but she did Royal Suit Alice from Alice Madness Returns, and she's got a couple different Alice cosplays, which I think is fun. So it's cool that you like characters that are your namesake. I enjoy the, the little fun fact there, but she had a lot of different techniques that she used, and that was pretty neat. Our best in show went to K Creations as KDA Akali from League of Legends. But yeah, other than that, we also got some hangout time with, let's see, who have we not mentioned so far? Sunny Doom, Nikki M Artistry, and uh, Ray and Rhea. Well, and then, of course, the cosplay coordinators, Josh and Sarah. Yep, Yoko, um, Josh was our MC, and then um, Sarah, Gabby19 cosplay, is the coordinator for this particular con. So <laughs> thank you to both of them for all the work that they put into it. But yeah, it was a it was a cute little show. They're talking about doing some new and different things for next year, so we'll kind of see what happens. Yeah, it's it's changed a lot. I think it's evolved a little bit every time that we've gone. So they're throwing around the idea of a a runway category as well. So if you don't want to get judged for craftsmanship, you can um, do runway, which I think could be a lot of fun. Gets a lot of new kids up there without the you know pressure of having to be judged. So that can always be nice. But we'll have to see what they do for next year. I was there on Sunday. I don't have a lot to say about Sunday. It was quiet. I mean, a lot of cons don't have a lot to say about Sunday. <laughs> um, but the weirdest thing that happened with Sunday is, I think three different times I got asked where our spicy photos are. At least three times. No, thank you. No, granted, we were next to the beautiful Remy, who has many spicy photos so i don't know if that prompted it because this has never happened to us before ever when working a convention and we were like one of the few female presenting guests that didn't have some sort of spicy photos available um but yeah i definitely had a couple people ask point blank where ours were and then I had one guy in particular ask whether or not I'd been in cosplay deviants because he was pretty sure he'd seen me in cosplay deviants before. And I was like, no, no, I'm not ever been in cosplay deviants. Not that there's anything wrong with cosplay deviants. I've met some of the models. They're very nice. Like you do you. Um, if you don't know what cosplay deviants is, it's a website that specifically specializes in photographic cosplayers first in their costume and then nude. 
Yes. That that's literally the entire website. Um yeah. that's their thing. And sometimes they run programming at conventions like 18 plus cosplay contests and that kind of stuff. Like Yeah, I had a friend um when we were in college that uh, we had talked about her being a model and me making the costumes and then photographing them for cosplay deviants. <laughs> or it might not have been that one, it might have been one similar to it, but I'm pretty sure it was. But it's yeah. But there's like there's nothing wrong with being in cosplay deviance. It was just a really strange conversation because then they kept going on about it. I think the part that I find weird about it is knowing what cosplay deviance is and insisting the fact that he's seen you there before, like he's arguing whether or not he's seen you naked. Well, and he wasn't really arguing with me about it. So it was more like, oh, you've been in this. I was like, no. But then he went on about what it is. And I'm like, are you trying to sell cosplay deviants to me? Like what? I don't. And I and I do believe there were some difficulties with social cues and things occurring. So, you know, I take it with a grain of salt. Like, I don't think that a lot. I don't I don't feel that a lot of that particular conversation was intentional to be like rude in any fashion. I just don't think they were getting the cues that like that's not not a thing like this isn't a conversation that you have with someone is i had to make up an excuse to leave the booth i mean but but reading between the lines though he he asked you if you were a cosplay deviant and then said he's pretty sure he's seen you there which if you're reading between the lines says i'm i've seen you naked before right right and then i was like no then he kind of went on to explain what it was and i'm like that's great that you've met them at another con before and they do this and they do that. I'm like, that's cool. Okay, why are we having this conversation? Apparently, you're just really approachable like that. I mean, it's very similar to when people randomly ask you, do you have sex in your cosplay? It's like, why are you asking me this? The other people actually made me feel a little less, like, more uncomfortable than this person did. Because they literally point blank came out and went, where are your 18 plus photos? That felt more threatening to me than this person who had this awkward conversation with me, if that makes sense. I don't know if it was just the very, like, abrupt, like... If it wasn't quite so aggressive sounding, it would almost be a compliment. Well, and that may, you know, and people might be, that might be the what they're trying to get across, but it doesn't come off that way. And And the person that had the awkward conversation with me, it may have been the same thing of... It trying to do this in a complimentary fashion, but none of the above was done in a way that was really appropriate socially. Nope. Like, nope, nope. But I've never, we, like, we've done booths before many, many times. And this is on Sunday, which is like family day of con. Oh, yeah. And this happened. And I know a couple other guests had issues with people as well. Okay. And I don't know if it's just. These people aren't used to interacting with cosplayers, so they don't know why we're there. Mm. And so they may be thinking that's what we're there for. Like, that's the material we're supposed to be presenting because other people had that content. But what prompted some of that? It's also interesting that it only happened when I was by myself. So I also thought that was interesting because, like, you were with me on Friday most of the day, and then Dr. Wesselman would hang out at the booth and I wasn't at the booth much on Sunday because I got bored I went F this we're not going to sell anything anyway I'm getting up (laughs) because I just couldn't I just couldn't sit here anymore 
like I was over it. So it's also interesting that these these situations happened when I was by myself. So then it's like, well, had I been by myself most of the weekend, would it have happened more often? But I've also boothed by myself at conventions before. Right. So I don't know what it was about this particular setup and this particular con that prompted that. But it was just a weird experience. Well, people just need to stop fetishizing cosplayers and then we can move on with our lives. Okay, thanks. Well, and, and I don't, again, I don't know if the questions were prompted because I have to be next to someone who is selling 18 plus content. Well, or, or that, what? that only like, so like I'm thinking of the row and one, two, three, four, five, six. I think there were six people. Sarah and Josh's booths were pretty much always empty. Well, I think there were six, six tables in our row on our side of the row. And only two of them had possibly spicy content at them. Out of the 12 tables total in our little alley, essentially. Right. Only two. That's not the majority. Right. Like, And I know other people had similar conversations with people at this particular convention. It might have been the exact same person. And it very well may have been the same people that they're having these conversations with. Maybe the same Um, three people went around. Very possible. It was just strange. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's going to be a thing that we're going to run into when we have to do booths or what. But having, I mean, we've done booths before at multiple events and it's not. So it also could be like lack of attending con and you don't know what you're supposed to expect at con as well. Mm. You know, people who don't attend these types of events, like I don't really know. And it wasn't like anyone was coming up and saying to me like, oh, I we saw you in the burlesque show on Friday either. So it wasn't like that was prompting it either. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with that, and no thank you. Except, I mean, only one out of three I had to find an exit strategy for. That's one too many. It is. It is. I don't know. People out there that booth. Because you should not have to find an exit strategy. Let us know if this is something you deal with. From boothing. Yeah, if if you're out there, let us know if this is something you deal with and what your exit strategies are, because I hate to uh, have to think about that but maybe we do. And I always think, like, I guess it's stupid of me to think this, but I always assume we're immune to this at this point because I'm almost 40. So, like, who cares? I'm not a 20-year-old. They aren't interested. Like, I always just assume that, like, my age is going to keep people away from doing these kind of things. So, because, yeah, when I was a lot younger, this shit happened all the time. But I'd walk down the streets of New York and this shit would happen. But, you know... Now it's like, I just kind of assume because I'm older, they're not going to care. But maybe that's not the case. Um, I would say there's a type for everybody. So no. Yeah, it definitely did happen more often when we were younger. I had, I was working at one particular con and I can think of that where I had a, a vendor that was borderline inappropriate with me several times. Who I've seen off and on for years. And that's all I think of every time I see that person is when they were super creepy to me when I was like... I mean, I still remember getting followed with cameras when I was like probably 17, 18, and we were Didalit and Pyrotest from Record of Lotus War, because it wasn't common knowledge, I guess, to ask for permission to take photos back in the early 2000s. So we had like a line of guys following us with cameras. 
Yeah, you would think that they would just wait and, like, ask for a picture so they could have a better picture, especially at that particular point in time where digital cameras were not super popular and the ones that did exist were kind of crappy. Well, and it was funny because it was at, like, Wizard World. So I think part of it was, like, cosplay wasn't super common at Comic-Con yet. Yeah. So I think that was also part of it. But, like... But you could get, like, a nice posed picture if you would have just taken, like, three seconds to ask and a couple seconds to let you pose <laughs> yeah it was it was weird it's really odd super odd but tangents we digress right <laughs> adventures in guesting at con right so yeah um no news lots of things in the works hopefully next time we chat we might have an update for you not sure what that's gonna be but we'll figure it out the hard part with con guesting that you may or may not know about it, it is very, very common for conventions to wait until like six to eight weeks before the event to actually get you a contract. And so until you have a contract, you really can't announce anything that you're doing because, you know, if for some reason it doesn't happen, you're going to look like an idiot if you've already announced it. So, but also, like, why would I advertise that? If well, right. Not you're not, you haven't signed on to pay me yet. So I'm not going to advertise for your event. Like, um, we already had an event fall through for this year that we were in talks with for like months. So it happens. And they waited until the last second to be like, no, never mind. They sure did. But we'll talk about that in that last episode that we have. So we do have a bunch of things in the works. We just literally can't announce any of them because we have not signed anything. But hey, soon. Soon. Well, it either will have to be soon or canceled because the conventions are coming. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, one way or another, we'll have something to talk about. We're going to one or the other soon because these conventions are coming sooner rather than later. So they either need to confirm or decline our bookings because we don't have a lot of time left for them. But, right. Well, we're going to try to be back on track. We're going to see what happens here. Providing I don't get worse, we should be able to get back on schedule. We'll bring in something. We'll see what happens, though, because no one guessed I would be on week five of being sick. So, uh, yeah. Without catching COVID. Without catching COVID. No, because it's definitely not COVID. I have tested. I've gone through so many home tests at this point. It's not COVID. And I keep rechecking just to make sure. But it's just not to COVID. make sure. So, so hopefully this quits soon because I have a lot of work to do that I can't do if I can't get through like a minute and a half of speaking without coughing. Because I've been coughing through this entire episode. I've just been cutting it out. So live. All right. On that note, we're going to let Elle go get some rest. I am Ash. I'm Elle. We are Lavi Cosplay. And this is Shenanigans Cosplayers Say. You've been listening to Shenanigans Cosplayers Say, produced by LVC Productions. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at Lavi Cosplay. Our podcast Instagram is Podcast SCS. Our website is lavicosplay.com. Have a fun, crazy con or cosplay-related story, absurd cosplay question, or just something in general to share with us? Email us at podcastscs at gmail.com 
or DM us at Podcast SCS or La Vie Cosplay on Instagram. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and remember, just because you can doesn't mean you should.